Hi, I'm Ashwarya, the producer of Rumors. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Your love and support means a lot and has taken Rumors to new heights. I'm the head of originals at Bound. In addition to our own hit podcasts, we also help brands and storytellers create high-quality, knowledgeable, and stellar podcasts with our end-to-end podcast and video production services. So if you want to get started on your podcasting journey or even analyze if a podcast is the right step for you, reach out to me at aishwarya at boundindia.com. That's A-I-S-H-W-A-R-Y-A at boundindia.com. Or you can reach out to us at Bound India on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Bound. This show is made for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to outrage, insult, defame, or hurt any religion or religious sentiments, beliefs, feelings of any person, entity, class, or community, and does not encourage or propagate any superstition, black magic, and or witchcraft. Listeners should exercise their discretion. Mountains, wildlife, and lush greenery. Culture, earthy music and hidden gems for tourists. These are the usual things that come to mind when Northeast India is mentioned. But beneath the surface of this wholesome image lie a few deadly secrets. One such secret haunts the village of Jatinga in Assam. Over the decades, this quaint corner of the Boreal mountain range has earned an ominous title. The Valley of Death. Why? Because every year, at the end of the monsoons, Jatinga turns into a site of mass suicides. One strange story, one disturbed place, and many unanswered questions. This is Spooks, a mini-series from the world of rumours. Night embraces the village of Jatinga. Monsoon clouds pregnant with rain gather in the skies above. A strong southern wind pushes them closer and denser. Soon, these hungry clouds blot out the moon. But their hunger is not yet satisfied. Slowly, the clouds descend towards land weaving a shroud of mist that envelops the village. As darkness finds new depths, the villagers of Jatinga switch on beams of harsh light that cut through the night. These lights have a purpose that's about to be revealed. The villagers bear through the light rain, 
and hide away, waiting patiently. Suddenly, a loud thump breaks the pitter-patter of raindrops. A rustle follows. Bodies fly into hard surfaces. Wings flap, bones break, birds squawk. There is pain and death. Hundreds of birds now swarm the skies above Jatinga, appearing out of thin air like ghosts. Some crash into trees, houses and lights at high speed, like hailstones on a stormy night. Their screams and squawks are preceded by the crunch of flesh and bone. And so much blood. In half an hour, the chaos ends. Villagers emerge from their hiding places. They find some birds wandering around on two legs, dazed and confused. Others lie on the ground. The fortunate among them are dead, necks broken. The less fortunate lie injured, squawking in pain until the villagers descend upon them and put them out of their misery. This violent, gory spectacle plays out here every year without fail. Jatinga sits on the Boreal mountain range in the southern part of Assam, located centrally at the junction of the roads that lead to the towns of Haflong, Lumding and Silchar. Like many places in northeast India, lush, calming shades of green surround this small mountain village. Oranges and pineapples grow in abundance here, and the scenery holds you into stillness. But this beauty covers a gory secret. Every year, nature holds a bloodbath at Jatinga. Hundreds, if not thousands of birds descend upon this patch of land, apparently with the intent to commit suicide. Now, while suicide is an acknowledged risk among humans, animal suicide is a more controversial topic. The decision to end one's life implies a range of higher cognitive capacities, such as a concept of self, death and future intention. Concepts that experts are wary of ascribing to non-humans. So do birds intentionally come to Jatinga to die? Or is there something else that pulls them here? Presently, Jatinga is home to a small community of Jaintia tribals. But this was not always the case. The villagers recall a story passed down by their ancestors about how they came to settle here. Back in the 19th century, it was Naga tribals who lived in Jatinga. One moonless night, a buffalo went missing. A large group of men set out to search for it with lighted flares in hand. They wandered through the forest not realising they were coming closer and closer to the Jatinga Ridge. No sooner had they reached the ridge when dozens of birds emerged from the darkness and literally fell on their heads, 
like hailstones. Terrified out of their wits, the men ran for their lives. Soon, a rumor spread through the village. The Jatinga Ridge was infested by evil spirits. Haunted by a perpetual fear of the unknown, the Nagas eventually vacated the area. A few years later, in the early 20th century, a group of Jaintia tribals arrived here, looking for a place to settle down. The neighbouring Nagas pointed them in the direction of the ridge. It was a good, fertile piece of land. But there was one problem. Those pesky evil spirits who like to possess birds and fall on the heads of unsuspecting humans. Now, most of these Jaintia settlers were Christian converts. Faith in their new religion helped them shrug off these superstitious beliefs. They decided to settle down in Jatinga anyway. By 1910, the Jaintias of Jatinga had discovered that the birds only descended on their village between the months of August and October. That too, under very specific weather conditions. They also discovered that lighting fires attracted the birds like magnets. So what did the Jaintias do? They believed that when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And when nature gives you mass bird suicides, you make dinner. Bird catching soon became an annual late monsoon carnival, with hundreds being captured for food. So what are the conditions necessary for the bird suicide phenomenon? or bird-catching festival, as the locals prefer to call it. The air must be foggy, cloudy or misty, that is, low visibility. Moonless nights help a lot. If there is slight rain, the likelihood increases further. The wind has to be blowing from south to north. And the ideal time for this is between 7 to 10 p.m. Once these conditions are met, the villagers shine bright lights out into the night sky, like beacons calling the birds. Blinded by darkness and unable to navigate the high-velocity monsoon winds, the birds become transfixed. They fly dangerously low, and that's how some end up splattering quite dramatically into trees, houses and the lights themselves. But contrary to the popular narrative, only a few birds descending on the village die an instant death. For the majority, the villagers have a role to play in hastening their end. The birds hovering around light sources are brought down by a vigorous swing of bamboo poles. Catapults are used to bring down the birds in flight and those perching on trees and bushes near light sources. The villagers say that violence isn't even necessary. The birds rarely try to escape when picked up. Even the ones left alive refuse food and would starve to death if not killed. As one can well imagine, 
at least for those two months in the year, the villagers of Jatinga eat well, really well. For the birds, this may be the valley of death, but for the villagers, it is the valley of abundance. So the Jaintiyas definitely don't believe in evil spirits and possession. But they haven't come up with an alternative explanation either. What does science say? Are there similar examples in other animals? The other widely known case of mass animal suicide is of lemmings in Europe. Lemmings migrate when their population becomes too large for the local food supply to sustain them. During these migrations, they swim across water bodies. And not all of them make it to land alive. This unfortunate consequence of migration is mistakenly perceived as mass suicide. Many scientists think that migration gone wrong might also be playing out in Jatinga. The bird suicides only occur during the late monsoon when several water bodies in the region are flooded. Local birds lose their homes and are forced to migrate to safer pastures. This is why various local species like bitterns, egrets, herons and kingfishers end up taking part in this death rite. And conspicuous by their absence are long-distance migratory birds whose habitats are not endangered by floods. History also lends credence to this theory. 1988 was a year of extreme flooding in South Assam. As you'd expect, there was a higher-than-usual congregation of birds at Jatinga that year. So science concludes that the cause of these apparent suicides is migration. But other mysteries remain. Since Indian ornithologists began maintaining records at Jatinga, 38 bird species have been listed in the villagers' catch, including partridges, bitterns, doves, and even water birds like moorhens and kingfishers. And yet, certain species of local birds resist the fatal siren call. Grouse, hornbills, and imperial pigeons have never been caught in Jatinga. Even sparrows, minas and thrushes, which can be seen in hundreds by day around the village, never succumb to the phenomenon. The other mystery is the specificity of the place. Birds are not attracted to the entire Jatinga Ridge, but only to a well-defined strip, which is about one and a half kilometers long and 200 meters wide. And they only fly in from the north. In the 1980s, forest officials placed lights on the southern side of the ridge to divert the birds away from the village and prevent them from dying. But the birds simply flew past and descended on the village anyway. Why? No one knows. Over the last few years, the number of birds caught at Jatinga has gradually declined. There just aren't enough birds left in the area. This decline in the number of birds is because local species are slowly losing their habitat, 
development and environmental degradation have reduced their populations far more than both suicides and hunting ever could. As for the local Jaintia community, each year the feast gets poorer. So what if you found yourself living in a place where birds dash themselves to death? What would you do? The Jaintias had a unique response to this question. They took what was seen as a swarm of evil spirits by the Nagas and transformed it into their annual celebration. They subsisted off nature's mysterious bounty for more than a hundred years, neither questioning it nor shrouding it in lore, but simply accepting it for what it was. One person's terror is another person's opportunity. Perhaps some mysteries will never be fully solved. But as the Jayantiyas remind us, they can certainly be celebrated as long as they last. Thank you for listening to Spooks. A mini series from the world of rumors. I'm Chandrima Das, collector and teller of dark tales, and the creator of this podcast in collaboration with Bound, a company that helps you grow through stories. Produced by Aishwarya Zawalgekar, and sound designed by Aditya Arya. Join me every Friday on this quest into the lesser-known side of the subcontinent. Subscribe, rate, and review for new episodes every week. Sleep safe tonight. Who knows what awaits in the dark? <laughs> <laughs>